Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez is the Best. Today is Tuesday, July 20, 2021. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. I'm back. By popular demand. Three of you messaged me. By popular demand. I'm back. Hello, everyone. It's a Tuesday and I have an episode out. So that's good news for all of us, right? For you. Especially for you. Not so much for me. More for you. I'm doing this for you. Anyway, how are you guys doing? How was your weekend? You do anything fun? No, me neither. Did you play Axie Infinity? Yes, I did. Are the servers still bad? Yes, they are. Can you claim your SLP? No, I can't. Is it all a scam? Ladies and gentlemen, am I being scammed? Ah, I have a few of my listeners here actually are have their own Axie team. So let me know. Can you claim your, your SLP too? I can't claim it the last three days. I can't even check my scholars how much SLP they have. It's weird. I mean, the servers are down. I checked the Twitter. There's actually a Twitter page for the, for the Smooth Love Potion, which is the currency in Axie Infinity. They actually have a Twitter. So I've been kind of keeping up to date with them. So they did post yesterday that they are aware of an issue. But then this morning they posted, Magandang umaga. Good morning to the best community. So what do I know, right? What do I know? They're probably just sweet talking me into, into losing my, my investment here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, um, I'm still optimistic because it is still a new game. Blah, blah, blah. We've talked about this before anyway. Let me know what you guys, if you are Axie people, let me know what you guys are feeling about it. Are you guys still kind of bullish on it? I learned that term this week. Are you bullish or is it, are you, are, do you think it's going to be a bear market? I, I learned these terms. So bullish, not just, I think crypto, but just in stocks in general. Bullish means, cause, so the, the bull, right? It charges with its horns up. So that's why when you're bullish about something or you think it's going to be a bull market, then it's going to be a positive market. So the prices will go up or whatever. The, the stock prices will go up. And then the opposite of that is a bear market. At first, I thought when they said bear market, it was B-A-R-E. You know, like bear and naked. But no, it's more B-E-A-R, the animal. The, what song do they, what sound do they make? Right? That. A bear. Because when bears uh, do their thing, they actually... I think they put their paws down or something like that. Like they 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 like re- regress backwards when they fight or some shit like that. So it goes down price goes. Anyway, so now you learn something new, all right? I also learned the term HODL, H O D L, which stands for hold on for dear life, which is a term used in stocks where they're saying, you know, should I sell? Should I panic sell? No, you HODL. You hold on to that shit for dear life. So that's another term that I've been learning. I have really been exploring the crypto world. I need to find a mentor. That's what I need. I need to find, cause I, I see these people on YouTube, some very smart Pinoy, like, uh, crypto people. Like they are, they're showing me all these Fibonacci. There's a thing called like a Fibonacci sequence, which is supposed to kind of gauge the psychology of buyers and sellers. Or, you know, at what price point do you, most likely people are going to buy and sell, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of want to ask him to teach me, but I don't know how to approach them. So if anyone has any experience, in in crypto or not just crypto just anyone who's maybe asked someone to be their mentor do you have to pay for that 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd probably pay for some crypto lessons, TBH. Like, someone who knows what they're talking about, I'd probably pay him. I just, I don't know how much, what the going rate is. But from my understanding, asking someone to be your mentor, usually there's no monetary thing. It's, it's usually out of the goodness of their own heart. Because these people are probably really, really successful and they just kind of want to give back to Earth and the humanity. So I'm going to be that, that project for them, I'm hoping. <laughs> so that's kind of what I, I've, I've been, uh, really focused on the last few, uh, the last few days, just learning about the crypto space, not just Axia, just in general, because I really think there is a bright future for it the next three to four or five years. So I'm kind of putting, shifting my investments from my bank accounts to the crypto space. I'm not really a big fan of traditional markets. Uh, don't ask me why. I'm just not. I'm also not a fan of insurance plans because I have this thing where, have I said this before? I have a fear of if I get an insurance plan, whatever I got insurance for is going to happen. So if I get life insurance, I'm going to get hit by a truck, right? <laughs> that's that. That's my fear. So yeah, it is a law of attraction. I'm not really sure. It's just I don't really... I know. You're so irresponsible, JC. So you're going to put all your assets in, in fucking online Pokemon instead of taking care of you and your loved one? Well, I mean, uh, I only love myself, right? Right? My mom, she's cool. She's got her own thing. She's got, she's got her own money. What a, you know, got her own money. She's a real bad bitch. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, no, nah. but real talk. I really should invest in an investment plan or like an insurance plan, but I don't. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Topic, switch topics. Shout out to the fans of Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Fuck Chris Paul. <laughs> JK, half kidding. Um, as much as I respect Chris Paul as a, you know, his skills on the court, I've never liked Chris Paul because I hate his face. I've said this before. He has a punchable face. I hate that he he comes off as a whiny little bitch, all right, all the time. And also, I've always and I said this on Halo. I rarely say, but I think he's a dirty player. All right? I think people tend to forget that he is he has probably a track record of dirty plays. Now you know there was a kind of a dangerous play that Giannis made on Booker. So if that's what you want to use to counter me. Fair enough, I get it. It was a dangerous play in Game f- Five. Where, where, uh, Giannis kinda, while well, Booker was already way ahead of him, fouled him on a, on a fast break dunk, right? I get it. But Giannis does not have a history of dirty plays, if you ask me. You can try to prove me wrong if I'm wrong. If you have a, you know, a YouTube video so you can send me where he's clearly intentionally being an asshole on the court. Nah, okay. Maybe I'll change my stance on that. But Chris Paul, man. Just go on YouTube. He has compilations. There's very few players that have dirty play compilations. Who are the few? Maybe Zaza Pachulia, Bruce Bowen, I could think of. Uh, that one white guy. I forgot his name and what team he plays on. The Pacers, I think? I don't know. He has a history of, of being dirty. Just not a, not a fan of that, bro, because he does dangerous plays. I, I don't, so I've never really been a fan. And after that, play in game five you saw that uh, where Giannis hit the alley-oop from a fantastic steal from Drew Holiday who had a monster game by the way shout out to Drew Holiday I told you guys did I not say that or was it just me thinking out loud I said you know Giannis is gonna be Giannis but they need Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to step up and Drew Holiday really brought it and Chris Middleton man that motherfucker was hitting every single shot in the fourth quarter like the craziest shots 
I thought I thought the Suns were gonna win it, man. After a while, and then then Chris Middleton hits this crazy. I'm like, okay, it's probably not gonna happen. Like you know. So shout out to to Giannis and company for coming back from zero and two, taking three games in a row, and now with the opportunity to win tomorrow, nine a.m. I'm there. Are you? 9 a.m. tomorrow, Philippine time, Milwaukee game six at Milwaukee. Is it gonna happen? We'll have to wait and see. I just pulled a part of my chair off my chair. What the f? Anyway, I'm gonna have to fix that later. So yeah, who do you guys got? Yeah, I mean, a lot of you who, who know, I've been, every time Chris Ball loses, you guys all message me. So <laughs> I'm guessing you guys are Suns fans. And I'm not hating on Suns, alright? If the Suns win, fine, Chris Ball wins, but, that also means Devin Booker wins. I love Devin Booker. I like DeAndre Ayton. I'm a fan of both uh, those those young stars. So whoever wins, it's not gonna be. I'm not gonna be like devastated, right? I'll be happy either way. But shout out, shout out to Milwaukee Bucks. I hope they take it uh, tomorrow because I feel if Phoenix steals tomorrow, I think Phoenix is gonna win, man. Like just because of the momentum. I just that's just how I you know it's just an, it's an it's an educated guess on my part. I, uh, if you, if, if the Bucks win, who do we, who do I think is going to win finals MVP? Unless Chris Middleton drops 50 and Giannis only has like 12 or something and they win the game, Giannis is going to take finals MVP simply because he has just been so good on both ends of the floor. Like defensively, he is a monster. That clutch block. I don't think, did I even talk about it on the podcast? Oh my God. That block in game, what, four? On Aiton, oh my god, that was one of the, and I posted on my IG stories, I said, it's one of the best blocks that I've ever seen in NBA history. History, not just playoffs, history. Alright, who did I list in there? I listed LeBron James, you know, blocked by James, he blocking Iguodala in game 7 of the NBA Finals 2016. Uh, I also had Ben Wallace blocking Shaq, I thought that black, black block was fantastic. And then uh, Tayshawn Prince, Tayshawn Prince blocking Reggie Miller in the playoffs way back when. What a, that block is insane. If you haven't seen that, or maybe you haven't seen it in a while, I highly suggest you just go on YouTube, check it out. It, it is, it is, it is crazier in in terms of how how impossible it seemed. You know, LeBron James, he's catching up to Iguodala when he has this block. So you know, I'm not, I wasn't too surprised that he got there in time. But the Tayshawn Prince block. If you watch it, parang, what the fuck, Panayun? How did that happen? No way he got there. Yeah, and it was a very timely block. It, it it pretty much sealed them a victory, I think. It was the block that saved that game. So, yeah. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, we did talk a little bit about it on Hala Hala Show, but I think, I hope Milwaukee takes it. And good luck to the, the deer, man. Fear the deer, friends. Okay. Is that it? Is that what else I have to talk about? Oh, wait. I have to acknowledge somebody. Uh, see, this is why you should message me on my podcast. I saw it on my message request. That's why I don't really have to f- look for it. Oh, yeah, from my man AJ, who wanted to share my thoughts on Game 5. So there we go. Those are my thoughts. Uh, and shout out to the Bucks, by the way, who came back. All right. The Suns kind of choked that one. They had a pretty sizable lead in the first quarter and they, they kind of let it squander. And then they had like a nine point lead at one point in the game and kind of let that squander. So maybe it was nerves. Chris Paul, you know, didn't play his best. <laughs> How disappointed are you for Chris right now? Oh my god, they're okay. Uh, I already saw this before AJ sent it to me, but I posted it on my stories too. So funny. So they're after the game, 
there was a reporter who asked Devin Booker, because Devin, okay, Devin, here's a, let me set the scene for you. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they're sitting right next to each other. And the reporter asked Devin Booker, he asked, Devin, how frustrated are you for Chris right now? <laughs> there, dude, Chris Paul's face is so funny after that. I kind of feel bad for him because that is a stupid fucking question. What a dumb ass, like what reporter, I don't know what journalism school this guy went to, or maybe it really was just for the impressions, right? Like, there's no way that I would ever ask that question. Because it's such a stupid, dumb-ass question. I would get fired for that if I asked that question. What a stupid question. Like, who asked that? How frustrated are you for Chris? Maybe after the series is over, I get it. I, but still, it's a, still a stupid question, right? You should ask, if you're asking a player, how frustrated are you? Don't ask how someone, you're frustrated for somebody else, especially if the series isn't over. It's, it's a stupid question, all right? Don't ever, if you are ever thinking of getting into journalism, sports journal, any journalism, if you ask a stupid question like that, you deserve to not ask questions. That's where they put you on a timeout. That's where they blacklist you on terms of media. Like, who are you? Huh? Horse and hound? If you get that reference, let me know. Horse and hound. Huh? Any rom-com fans out there? Okay. Uh, have you, uh, so AJ actually asked me because of that kind of stupid question that was posed to Chris, uh, to Devin, uh, to Devin Booker. Have I had any moments like that interviewing? Weird questions or moments na napa what the fuck may lang kausap mo? Um, me myself, I, I, I don't think I've, ever asked a question that garnered a WTF moment. So I can, I think I can confidently, confidently say I haven't asked a, a dumbass question in an interview to any sort of, sort of personality, whether it be celebrity, media, or whatever. No. Have I been asked a WTF question? Um, no, but I did get offended one time when I was hosting a wedding. And the wedding planner was kind of an asshole, right? They were so disorganized. Not real. Okay, sorry, not an asshole. They were so disorganized, and it came off, and it was very unprofessional. So I was hosting this wedding one time. This was 2019-ish. And I was getting a little irritated because the wedding planner did not have everyone ready to go for the, you know, the whatever. When the entrance of the groomsmen and bridesmaids, right? Like, I was already ready, and I was asking him, like, are we ready to go? And then he's like, yes. But I'm like, okay, where are the bridesmaids? Where are the groomsmen? And they're like, oh, wait, lang. Sige, kunin ko sila. And he already said they were ready. So, you know, for me, if you tell me you're ready, and then I ask you, okay, where's everyone? And they say, oh, wait, we're not ready. Uh, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. As someone who likes to be professional at events and have things running smoothly, it's not even my job to run things smoothly. I mean, it's my job to run the show or whatever, the, the reception. It's not my job to organize everyone. But at, on that day, I really felt like I was the one organizing. And I'm not saying this to, you know, to, to show off or anything. I just, I was so disappointed in the, in the efficiency. Cause I'm a big efficiency guy. I, I hate it when things are not efficient. Uh, I had this rant on the back. I'll, oh, you know, I'll talk about that in a bit. But, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm not really sure what compelled him to ask me this in the middle of organizing the bridesmaid. He says, sir, first time of a ng wedding. He didn't say it in a in a way that it was bashing me, like he was questioning my competency. He kind of just asked me, I guess because he didn't know. I don't really know, 
But after that, I was, oh my God, I started seeing red for a little bit, just for a little bit, because I, yeah, I was at work, right? I can't be blowing up on the wedding coordinator on someone's special day. But I started seeing red for just half a second. You guys know, I know I, I, I rarely, like, I have a short temper-ish, but I, I, I try not to get mad. Cause when I get mad, I get really mad, right? So I started seeing red. And I think just from, I don't know what happens to me when I start seeing red because I lose, I lose like, <laughs> I'm like the Hulk, right? <laughs> like, I, what happened? What, who did I, whose house did I break? Who's, who, you know, what city did I destroy? No, I don't know what happened. But after, I guess he saw it, right? He must have seen it. I think I said something. I said like, what? Or like, what did you say? Or, or I said something that was clearly obvious that I was so pissed off at what he said. And he, he took, he took all the steps back. Not two steps. You know how they say, oh, I took two steps back. No, he, this guy took like 30 steps back and said, oh, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. You know? I didn't even say anything. I, I just said something, like one thing maybe, but it was obvious that he knew that I was offended by what he said. Because how do I answer that? Right? Right? Maybe if this was a pre-briefing before the wedding, uh, you know, when you're with the bride and groom, it's possible. This could be, a, this could have been the first wedding that I hosted. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a possibility, right? It's happened. You know, their hosts have to start somewhere. They could, their first hosting event might be a wedding. So during a pre-briefing or whatever, if the wedding coordinator asked me, is this your first wedding? I'd be like, uh, no, or I'd be like, yes, right? But you're asking me this in the middle of organizing whatever to start the reception, which was already at the time was already kind of running late. And I hate running late, right? So to ask me that all while doing this, it really pissed me off. So how do I answer that? I, I don't know. I was really angry. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's the most WTF kind of question that I can kind of conjure up in my mind. I'm sure I've been asked that a few times in the past before. But I can't really think of any specific examples, but but that one really stands out to me. Although the wedding was great, though. I mean, shout out to <laughs> I forgot, I forgot I got married. Um, but yeah, that was a great wedding. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. Here's the other story. All right. So on Hala Hala show, Rika and I had a, on the last, the most recent let chica. By the way, go listen to that. We had a little rant. We ranted, uh, Rika ranted about something. I ranted about my own thing. I ranted about banks and their efficiency. And I actually got, uh, a message on the Hala Hala. I'm not going to list their name. Um, that was kind of, uh, upset at me for that. And I was a little bit surprised because I feel like I didn't shit on bank tellers, all bank tellers. I just shit on the ones that were not efficient. Because they said, basta hindi ko malalayo yung message nila sa akin eh. But it, the last part was, nagtataray ka pa. Which to me is like, you know, you're still complaining. Bakit, you know. And then in that message, that bulk of that message, it said something like, you know, you do know that they have to handle X amounts of cash and they have to get approval from the managers when it's... X. Yes, I understand that, right? I get that. I get that if it's over, let's say, 500,000, they have to get approval from blah, 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 blah. Fine. I was, I waited for literally 25 minutes almost. I had, you know, I have 20, 25 minutes just waiting there, assuming that was the case. But here's the thing. If there are people who you're going, if you're going to assist other people 
while you're already assisting me. In between customers, I just expect a little bit of courtesy in terms of customer service because I work customer service and this is how I feel it should go. After you help one customer, before you help the next, you go back to the first customer and you update them. Doesn't have to be like, I have to take care of this customer who was here first right now. Although that's how I would probably prioritize it. But if that's not how you do it, fine. But at the same time, you after you help customer number, number one, you take a pause before you call the next number to help customer number two, who is uh, there after me, by the way. I would say one moment to customer number two. I'd go back to me, you know, priority customer because I was here first. Say, sir, and then I would have the opportunity to say, ah, okay, did you call them? Did you email them? All right. Uh, can you try again? And if they say, sure, sir, but I have to assist the next customer. Okay, fine. But after you help that customer, what do I expect? Oh, yeah, you're a good guesser. I expect you to come back to me again and say, sir, I'll call again. All right, I'll call again. Oh. If they get through, what do I expect? I expect them to assist me first, not help customer number three. Because if you listen to that story, I said they helped three customers and I had to take the initiative to go up there. Had I waited? I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know how long they would have made me wait. And that's what pisses me off. Okay? Now, the other, I, I said, I don't know what the other, I, in my story, I'm pretty sure, I haven't listened, I rarely listen back to my own podcast, right? Even Halo Halo. Um, I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of, there was another teller there. I don't know, she could have been busy. So, I, I you know, if the, she wasn't able to help, fine. But, at the same time, it didn't seem like she was doing anything. But I don't know. I didn't say she wasn't doing anything. I said, it, it seemed like she wasn't doing anything. Alright, there's a difference there. And also, there are other people in the bank who, like, on the side, and I don't think they're doing anything, but I don't know again. Okay, here, here's my, here's my, here's my, here's my safety net here. I don't know if they're doing things, but one person was checking her cell phone. Maybe it was a bank thing, you know? Maybe she had to tweet the other bank. I don't know. I'm just being an asshole at this point, but you're telling me that these, I, there are at least three other people who are on the side. You know those side cashiers, right? You, you go to a bank, there's the tellers, and there's the people on the side. Sometimes you can walk up to the people on the side, and they'll help you. Sometimes they'll ask you to wait in line. I don't know what the policy is here. Usually it's for opening new accounts and shit, right? I've heard from you know from people that if you buddy-buddy with the, with the cashiers on the side, you can just go straight to them. I don't know the the hierarchy and the... This, you know, how it works in banks, really. But for me, they don't have the capacity to call the bank, the, the other bank. Because the story was I, they had to call my other branch because I was withdrawing a lot of cash. And they didn't have enough, so I had to go to this branch. So the, these other people, uh, JC, but for me, man... You can't pass it off to someone who's maybe doing less right now and just say, can you call this branch? It literally takes two minutes, I think. Unless when you call them, you have to give like a security code. I don't know. Maybe that's me assuming things. But when, here's my, back to my story again. When I called this, when I, when the lady, when I called her out for not calling them again, she called them. I looked at her. I saw her through the little glass. She was on the phone. It took her, I counted roughly in my head, around 30 seconds. 
And then she came back to me and she said, Approve na po, sir. Pasensya na po. So you're telling me someone else couldn't have done that 30-second phone call while she was assisting other customers? In between customers, she could have asked someone to... I don't know. Am I an asshole? You guys can call me out if I'm being super obnoxious already or being super... Uh, what's the what's the word? Am I being unreasonable? Am I being unreasonable? I honestly feel like I'm not. Okay, I feel like I I was in the right here, but a lot of I saw not a lot. Somebody did take offense to that, so maybe maybe I am an asshole. Uh, someone also said I don't know if they want to mention their name here, but uh, they agreed with me. Let me just read. This is from the Halo Halo rant, though not from this rant, obviously because I'm just recording this right now, but. Uh, if you'd allow me to read this, uh, you can remain anonymous, so I won't read your name. But uh, JC, I felt your rant on the latest episode about not getting proper customer service from a bank. Although they used to work for, I'm not going to name the bank, a bank, local bank. I assure you that all bank employees, kahit kami sa back office, go through long, proper training on how to handle various situations in a branch. I guess for some, or most, branch personnel, the sensitivity to customer needs was not ingrained properly during training. Because hundreds go through training all at the same time. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just something that, uh, because the way that this person uh, describes it, it seems like it's a mass training uh, where they, you know, hundreds go through it at the same time. So maybe it's lost on some people, you know, because I will admit in college, uh, there were some classes where I wasn't really listening. I just did the bare minimum. Maybe that's what happens uh, when there, it's preached to so many people and it's not preached at a more individual or personalized level. Possibly. Anyway, as I continue, whenever I have a bad experience in any bank, I talk to the branch manager about it. Get his or her email and I send an email about the experience and recommendation for improvement to the bank's customer relations na nakasisi yung manager. That way, my paper trail and the manager realizes his or her accountability. Bad reviews can affect their rating and hence promotion and bonuses. Hope you experience good service next time. I don't really want to jeopardize a bank manager's, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like after, after the whole situation is done, it wasn't a huge deal anymore. It was just in the moment I got irritated. So I don't really want to, pro, you know, risk their promotion. But at the same time, they do have to be held accountable. So that was a tip that I found very helpful uh, it's a little awkward because the the branch that I went to downstairs is very small. So if I ask for the manager, it would be like, oh, shit. They're asking the manager because I pissed them off. I didn't really want to, you know, do that either. But it's, it is good advice. And uh, just continuing the story, even when I was in this uh, local bra- bank, I thought some of our own employees were shit when it came to customer service. I guess some are really just not cut off to be in the service industry. They just took the job because they think it's easy and they get away with the minimum amount of effort. I guess in a similar vein, and here's a here's a kind of a nice little jump off point here as we continue the podcast. I hate it when <coughs> excuse me, PhD students are required to teach. Not all smart people can teach. Bumababatuloy ang quality ng education minsan. And uh, this person who messaged also used to be a professor too. And I roll my eyes whenever I encounter bad teachers. And I said, yes, because in college, I didn't know if it's the same term here, but it is the same. My TAs, teacher's assistants, are usually the PhD students of the professor, the main professor. So I had a lot of classes where I was in a class full of maybe 400, 300, 400, 500 people. And then big la, you know, it's taught by the teacher, but there's so many people, so you can't really ask questions, blah, 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 blah. They always say, oh, just ask ask your TAs 
during the discussion class. Discussion class is a separate class where it's maybe 15 to 30 of us. And it's the same course, but instead of the professor being there because he can't teach everyone in these small courses, he has his PhD students do it. And man, I really felt cheated. Here you are complaining and JC, you little, you know, spoon in your, you know, silver spoon in your mouth, JC, complaining you got a college. Yet. No, I'm just kind of pointing out that this is kind of weird. I'm very, you know, I'm thankful I got a college education. I have to say this because you're going to be like, check your privilege, JC, blah, blah, blah. I get it, man. I just find it weird that there are PhD students teaching a course that they, you know, that the main professor who has all the accolades and has done their masters and whatever cannot do it because you can't teach everyone. I just felt a little cheated because some of the TAs I had were fantastic. Really good. And all these TAs are, are very smart. You know, they're PhD students and doing this for a reason. But there are some TAs that just could not teach. They're smart, but they could not teach. Does that make sense? Not all. I think that does, right? Not all smart people can be teachers. They're just smart, but they can't convey information well to other people. So it felt like the amount that, and I, I, my mom was paying for my college, right? You know, check your privilege. It felt like my mom's money was being wasted <laughs> at some point, some points during my college career. Because I felt like I was not getting the, the information delivered or, or taught to me in the most efficient way. It came to the point where the TA was so ineffective and no, no matter how hard I tried to ask the TA to kind of explain it, they couldn't really do it effectively. And this was not just me. There was like, we had a Facebook chat. Me and maybe four of my other group mates or not group mates, like classmates in that class. We were so frustrated at how it was being taught that we kind of said, Hey, we got to go to our professor ourselves during office hours ng, uh, prof namin and go ask him. So we did that. We actually compiled all our questions that our TA could not answer and went to our professor. So it took time out of his day and our day. Yeah. Whatever, right? You got a college education, JC. What are you complaining about? Okay. All right, man. You know, don't shoot the messenger, friends. So yeah, this is another episode where I just complain about stuff. Oh, shout out, by the way. Uh, this is a random tangent. Ayin, Ayin from, uh, from, Camp Confidence. She has joined the Miss Universe Philippines pageant. She is a delegate. Shout out. I also know one more other uh, delegate. See, oh, her name is Nepheline, but I, her, her nickname is Aika. She was a student job at the radio station that I work at. So it's kind of cool. I've never known anyone personally who's been part of the delegates for Miss Philippines, Miss Universe. I don't even know how you get into that. How do you do that? Do you just apply on like a Google Sheets, Google form? Or do you have to know someone who knows someone? I, ha- I guess I could ask Ayin, right? Or I could ask Aika. There must be some sort of screening process, right? Obviously. Right? How, what do, you, do you guys want to talk about beauty pageants? What are you guys' thoughts on that, right? Some people say it's harmful. You know. I, I don't know. It's hot girls, right? Hot girls who are intelligent and want to change the world for the good. Uh, you know, For me, there's nothing, nothing wrong for me. I, I cannot complain about the Miss Universe anything. But then again, but then again, does it promote unrealistic body goals? Hmm? Have you seen a overweight Miss Universe? No, never. Right? Does it promote unhealthy body? But then I, I, I always take it back to 
and this is this might rub people the wrong way because there are you have to acknowledge there are people who have a disorder a medical disorder where you can't lose weight or or you gain weight easily right there's there's the, these things all right so let's just let's just acknowledge that but for the most part and this is from a Bill Burr stand up joke that was is years old now but it always hits true to me and because it's it's very relatable to me all right i'm going to use myself as an example Unlike your your race or even your religion, which is more ingrained, or your your weight is usually your fault. <laughs> usually, all right. Once again, disclaimer: there are medical conditions, but it's me who decide. And I'm gonna use me. This is me. Huh? I decided to eat that Toblerone last night. I decided to go out at two in the morning to get count. This is before a pandemic. Count freestyle because I was hungry and I didn't want to go to sleep. I'm the one who decided not to go hit the treadmill today and play Call of Duty. It's usually my fault. So, take that as you will. You're usually overweight because it's your fault. But, you have to take into account factors of stress and whatever. And of course, it's cheap. It is, it is cheaper to eat unhealthy. I think we could all agree that it's usually cheaper to eat unhealthy. So it might be a economic thing, right? Right? But for the most part, I don't know most, I don't want to give a percentage, but for people like me who have the means to probably afford to eat healthier and uh, have the means to, I have the means and the time to exercise. I don't do it. So I remain overweight and that's my fault. I have to acknowledge that it's me. I, you know, Sometimes I could blame it on a small, slow metabolism, whatever. But I've lost weight before. And why? Because I put up and shut up. I said, you know what, JC? You're not going to eat like shit. You're going to exercise and you're going to lose this weight. And I did. There are times in my life when I've been able to do that. So it, it, it's a, it's a usually a me thing. It's a me problem. So that's kind of your harsh reality for today. So Miss Universe, right? If they are fit because... They are eating clean and exercising, which most of them do. Now, the, the eating disorder of maybe them not eating enough, that could be an, another issue. But let's just stick with the part that they are eating healthy and exercising. Should it be their fault that they want to do that to look their best? And should we, as overweight people, we meaning people like me who have the opportunity to not be as unhealthy by doing the work, should I be offended that they are doing that? No, right? No way that we should have any say in saying, oh, this is promoting unrealistic things because they eat healthy and exercise. In effect, it should be like they are eating healthy and exercising. Look what you could become. Right? That's how I see it. You know, cancel culture and whatever is very rampant right now. So there are going to be people who are... But Ayin, of all people, is one who always pushes not just, you know... Uh, you know, she's known for Morena the label. She's very well known for pushing for skin and uh, not skin equality. I don't know the term, right? But she's, she's very, she wants more people to be inclusive when it comes to skin tone. And Ayin, she's very, she's been, she's been very vocal about body image. You know, she, she, uh, even check her IG post, right? She's talking about how before she was, she would edit out her, her stretch marks, but now she shows them off because she's, you know, she, this is your body. So if Ayin joins that, this competition, which is, you know, for known for having these incredible looking women with incredible bodies and incredible minds, 
then I I don't I I don't think we should cancel it, right? There's no way that we should cancel beauty pageants. At least, you know, for now. There are a lot of issues still with with, you know, uh with beauty pageants in terms of behind the scenes kind of things. I I've heard stuff which are still unconfirmed, but you know the 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 dirty old white men with the money behind the scenes taking advantage of the ladies. That's something that's been uh, a thing for many decades now, I'm sure. And it's probably still ongoing. We just don't know about it. Special Agent John, you fill me in on that, all right? Okay, so that's the podcast for today. There's the Tuesday for you. Uh, I kind of I feel like I covered everything that everyone wanted me to cover. You guys wanted me to cover the NBA. You guys wanted me to cover Axie. And I kind of went off on some tangents right there, which I think make for a very informative podcast. Hmm? Uh, season 2, mix number 20-something, I forgot, is out for Halala Show. A rather short mix, but we did talk about uh, some some pretty interesting things. The most interesting for me was the Canon Philippines. Uh, the they, they introduced their line of brand ambassadors. It was all men. And even after the backlash, I could not believe it. I went to their IG to check it. They post because they it was like eleven people, but they only revealed nine. That's like a blur. Yung dalawa there was still two blurred, right? They actually posted the final pic. Like read the room, friends. How I don't think it's a good idea to 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 reveal the last two brand ambassadors while you're getting all this fleck. And it was obviously men, like just from the oh maybe you're generalizing here, but just from the blurred. You know, it was it was blurred like a you know like a Japanese porno. Uh but you could tell it was a guy's. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being. Am I? Am I just assuming things? Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Message me on the podcast Instagram because I have trouble finding your message request on my personal. So please message me on the podcast Instagram if you want me to talk about anything. Uh, actually, let me shout out some people who inspired me to to record today. Shout out to T Trina to Trina. Uh, who said please record shout out also to edel who did want to talk who did want me to talk about axie thank you shout out to sam as well who wants me to talk about the marvel shows and so did aj but i said i give it two weeks because you know it did it did just come out so get nordvpn man here's a shameless plug go get nordvpn from the, the hala halos deal we already have at least four or five people who signed up uh and it's it's great and they all love it it's a great deal, man. It really is. So the link is also in my podcast description. You can get Disney Plus. You can check out different Netflix catalogs from all over the world. You can browse safely. You can get cheaper flights when flights are back on the menu. You know, after you don't have to... Oh, that's a great thing. Okay, I'll talk about that next podcast. Because I'm planning a trip to the U.S. in April of next year. Uh, because my friend uh, April Joy or Eileen from the Loft Crew is getting married. But then I'm worried about the return process where I have to spend 14 day, days worth of money on a hotel, whatever, right? So let's talk about that moving down the line. But back to it. Get NordVPN because you can change your VPN. You can actually get cheaper flights based on location. Just Google how all this works. You really can get cheaper flights because the Google Flights thinks you're in a different location. They'll charge you more if you're booking like somewhere closer, right? It's weird. But go Google that. NordVPN, man. It pays for itself in time, friends. I hope I've convinced you. Take care. Peace and love. That's what Nick Mark says. Peace and love, baby. Uh, and I'll see you all on Friday. Catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.